Doris answered. She looked grim and shaky. She motioned me inside and closed the door. The sweet smelled of fresh bread, chili, and something foul. Something I had never smelled before and wasn't sure I wanted to smell again. We stood in an entry that led to the bathroom on the left, a main room just before me, and a bedroom on the right. The security kid so skinny he was skeletal, and a shade of green I'd never seen outside of a blacklight poster, leaned against a faux Louis XIV table. He had a hand over his mouth, and was taking deep breaths, as if to calm his stomach. "'What is it?' I asked. Doris pointed toward the main room. I lumbered in, cautiously, not sure what to expect. Crockpots filled with chili bubbled on a table, leaning against the wall dividing the main room from the bathroom. What? It I started to ask again, and then I saw her. She was sprawled on the floor, her left hand resting on the glass double doors leading out to the patio. The doors were closed. There was no doubt it was Lucinda. She wore a linen pantsuit beneath that apron, and in her right hand she held an apple partially julienned into a stegosaurus. It was her head that was the problem. It had been stomped flat, crushed into unrecognizability. I swallowed twice, hard, not wanting to repeat the pea soup episode and contaminate the crime scene. Then I cautiously made my way back into the foyer. You call the cops? I asked. No, Doris said. They'd shut us down. Damn straight they'd shut us down, I said. We have a murderer on the loose here. The kid moaned and headed toward the bathroom. I grabbed his arm. Uh-uh, I said. Puke in the public restroom. You don't want to contaminate a crime scene. Too late, he mumbled, yanked free, and stumbled into the bathroom, kicking the door closed behind him. Poor kid, Doris said. I'm amazed he has any stomach left. Listen, Doris, we gotta call the cops. I covered my hand with my sleeve and reached for the black rotary dial on the faux Louis Fourteenth. Doris put her hand on mine, forcing the receiver down. It's Friday afternoon, she said. Think about what that means. Eight thousand attendees, all of whom would demand refunds. The hotel, which would sue for breach of contract the reputation, which would shut down all Los Angeles-area conventions for the foreseeable future, not to mention all media cons, not to mention all conventions held in this hotel chain forever. Millions of dollars, all because Lucinda made someone stomping mad. "'Can't we at least wait until tomorrow?' Doris asked. Retching sounds echoed from the bathroom. My stomach rolled in sympathy. "'Tomorrow?' I asked. Don't you remember the party signs that are up all over this convention? For tonight? In this room? Can't we change them to tomorrow night? She asked. Then we won't have to refund, and we won't be in breach of contract. But we would still have the reputation problem, along with another one. Tampering with a crime scene is illegal, Doris, I said softly. Can't you solve this? She asked. Can't you solve this before the cops get here? I've never done a murder investigation before, Doris, I said. Please, she asked. 